This audio production is brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com, David Wolf's premium longevity member site. The content found on TheBestDayEver.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Okay, welcome everyone. I'm here with Truth Calkins, our resident Chinese herbal expert. And this is an interview on salvia root, which is a very interesting herb in Chinese medicine. It's one of those herbs that doesn't have a specific classification, but Truth is here today to talk to us about the many health benefits and the different properties that salvia root possesses so that we can learn how to increase our cardiovascular health, improve our circulatory system, as well as many other things. So thank you very much for joining us here today, Truth. You're welcome. Thank you, Lucian. Actually, this interview came out of a meeting we had yesterday with David Wolf and Ron Teagarden. And during that interview, Ron Teagarden was mentioning, I think at the beginning in kind of a casual way, that salvia root was something that he took every day. And he mentioned that not that many people buy it, not that many people seem interested in it. It's not one of those, you know, premier herbs that people talk about like deer antler or reishi or some of the other well-known Chinese herbs. But he did mention that it was one of the most valuable herbs. And in his opinion, it's something that, you know, he takes it every day. He doesn't really promote it or talk too much about it because he realizes people aren't really into it. But he, he just happened to mention that. And so we were struck by that fact. And we did a lot of research last night and today, as you know, and we were really blown away at the history of salvia root and the, the different things that it can do for us. So can you talk a little bit about the traditional uses of salvia root? And then we'll get into things like circulatory system and stagnation. Well, you're you're very correct in that observation of, you know, what Ron Teagarden said with salvia. And it's proof to his to Ron's work, which is really amazing, because he has taken the core three treasure system of Chinese tonic herbs that go back thousands of years that go to the depth of making up your whole life, these three energies, and he's made them and the philosophy more available to the mainstream. And that's big right there, because if you know, if you're a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, you'll learn about salvia, and you might know a tiny bit. You might have heard about a few tonics like reishi, but the the TCM doctors don't even really go into the tonics. So, to have brought up the ancient wisdom of the three treasure system and made it available is great. But on the same token, the only downside of that is there's lots of people that maybe because they're into health for some reason and they discover dragon herbs or and then they stumble into the whole three treasure philosophy or they're raw foodists and they get into it, they may learn about reishi and deer antler and those other amazing supertonic three treasure herbs that you just listed, but they will never hear about an herb like salvia. And they may know about more local common Western nutritive herbs that are good, like rosemary or mint or thyme or, you know, but they're, they're still, uh, there's a lot of other treasures out there. And uh, salvia, definitely, it's one you have to learn about or experience because unless you're a Chinese medicine doctor, you're not going to hear about it from somebody. You're not really going to know unless you're working closer in the business. And um, because I do not have a Chinese medicine background, I was also one that didn't really learn about salvia and know how good it could really be until maybe like 10 years after I'd been into tonics. And it's just by accident. It finally came up. 
because it, it is not a tonic herb. It does not nourish one of, or of any of the three treasures. It has no treasure rating at all. So it's classically not a tonic herb. But in traditional health arts and Chinese medicine, it is a very valuable herb because it's in a different class of herbs called blood vitalizers. And blood vitalizers, they increase the vitality of the blood. They increase the, the chi of the blood, the oxygen. They increase the circulation, the flow, the nutrient uptake. They, they lower the, 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 their natural blood thinners, and um, they improve the whole system. And my most recent experiences with salvia was partially drew to, to, to George Lamero at Jing Herbs because when he started taking some of top-quality Chinese herbs and putting them in little kilo bags, in small sample bags so that end users could get the herb straight. We had the opportunity to take it straight at the tonic bar where I work at Air One. And some of the other guys, you know, they're on their shift, eight hours all day, moving around fast, having to work. And when they learn about salvia, they take a scoop of that powder and mix it in a tea or some water and drink it straight. It's a bitter herb. It, uh, it's a cooling herb. It nourishes the heart. Uh, traditional functions, it, it cools the blood, vitalizes the blood clears heat, improves blood flow, benefits the heart. It invigorates uh, the blood, reduces blood stagnation, clears heat, and reduces irritability. These are the traditional functions. But they heard about the circulatory power, so they took it, and they could, you can feel it. You can feel your blood flow opening up and moving circulation. And one of our big fellows, like six foot nine, Gary, who works at the tonic bar, uh, 250 pounds, not really fat, overweight, just a big guy. And, you know, it's that's that's a that's a large person to have behind the bar you got to work with but he's also got to carry a lot of weight around on his feet and move quickly all day long because we interact with a lot of customers pretty fast he was blown away he said i feel like i'm on i'm floating i'm on air i can I move so fluidly so quick my whole body is light because his whole blood flow opened up nutrient circulation no stagnation great thing to do before a workout great thing to do before exercise um but the, the other properties, you know, it's the last 10 years, I think, because of the more modern research, learning about the cardiovascular benefits of salvia, that in China, they're starting to use salvia straight in higher doses now. And they've, they and also the research is proving that it's a very, very safe herb to do. But cardiovascular health is a, is a big, big concern for more and more people, I think, today. And so now that that knowledge is getting out there, in China at least, they're starting to use salvia straight as an individual herb more and more like we would use a tonic, even though it's not a tonic herb, technically speaking, because of that blood flow and that circulation. And um, so if I was somebody who was prone to acne, and they call this skin heat, because you get inflamed breakouts or boils, but at the same time you have toxins that are just trying to come out in the form of a head or a boil. And if you take salvia, it's going to help clear those toxins, but it's going to also help clear the heat and remove the inflammation at the same time. Now with cardiovascular problems, people start getting stagnation in their arteries, and it's combined, again, with inflammation, with heat. So salvia, excellent herb. You could take it with tonics, like ganistem and reishi, and it's going to cool the inflammation, but it's going to improve the blood flow. And it's, it's really smart to start earlier and use salvia as a preventative herb. Now, another instance, if I was a woman and I had any of the slightest bits of PMS symptoms that come and go monthly, I would definitely consider taking salvia, because it can remove the stagnation and get the blood flowing down in a female's organs in that part of the body very efficiently. And then 
she doesn't hold dry stagnant blood, which can later on build up to toxins and other problems, and some people say even fibroids and other things. Again, a very great preventative herb. Um, if I wanted to improve my cardiovascular health, if I was an athlete and I wanted to take it before exercising, um, even if I had some sort of an injury and I wanted to improve blood flow to the tissue to speed up the healing, um, I would take salvia because it's, it's so great for these, these reasons. It's called danshen in Chinese, um, or a typical American um, name would be red sage. It's red sage root. Uh, salvia is the Latin name. So Truth, I'd like to talk a little bit about stagnation in Western society. It seems that more and more people are suffering from various types of ailments and problems, in large part due to a problem with stagnation. There's a lot of stagnation buildup. People are more sedentary. They're working at computers. They're not doing as much exercise. And I know you've been a big advocate of the rebounding in order to get the chi flowing, the circulatory system moving, the lymph pumping throughout the body. And in conjunction with other things that you've seen, what are some of the top contributory causes for stagnation? And what are the sort of telltale signs that someone's suffering from maybe a, a circulatory stagnation issue that when they come to the tonic bar, for example, and they talk to you and you can see maybe in, 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 their, in their, their, their body language or their what they're describing to you, that they're definitely suffering from some type of stagnation issue specifically related to the circulatory system. And then I guess the other thing I would ask would be if there's stagnation in the circulatory system, would there by definition most likely be stagnation in the limb system and is helping one also helping the other? That's one of the biggest things. You know, in addition to rebounding, I've been a big hiker my whole life and I'll take trips in LA here to the local mountains and get up to high altitude and hike oftentimes most of the day by myself. And I'll run into some, sometimes it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I'll be at 8,000, 10,000 feet. And I'll, I've run into the same couple actually over the years. I'll run into this couple. They're like in their seventies and they're hiking by themselves at this high altitude. And I stopped and I talked to them and the, the wife of this couple um, was really, really open and friendly. Um, the fellow was a little more quiet and it turned out that their doctor recommended that because her husband had, I guess, a heart attack or had been through some serious cardiovascular stuff. And uh, the doctor recommended that the best thing for him was exercise. And so they started driving to higher altitude where you have clean air and you're burning six times more calories at high altitude. You're going to increase that blood flow. When you come down, you're going to hit that low altitude and you're going to get that kind of high, that rush. And that's one reason why I love it too. But basically, I think it's, it's so typical today with Westerners as we get a little bit older and if we don't exercise daily and the years just start stacking up, we don't, we're not moving that blood. That circulation is everything, that activity, lose it or move it. The whole body is, it's got so many, it's such an organic fluid plumbing system and that blood flow, you know, the heart pumping all that blood so many times a minute, we take it for granted, but it is so vital to getting nutrients to every cell of our body and carrying oxygen to every cell of our body that if it's not if it's compromised and if you get accustomed to living in a compromised body with compromised circulatory system it is really affecting your health and people usually learn about it later on lack of years of, of poor diet poor exercise high stress maybe not the best sleep blood pressure is going up you know their doctor finally tells them you got to do something and doctors that talk about lifestyle stuff 
We might talk about diet, but they're, the big thing they're going to hit on is exercise. Exercise is number one for lowering hypertension, for improving the cardiovascular system. Gentle, not stressful, especially. But, but this fellow who even had, had a heart attack in his mid-70s, he was. they were walking at a medium to slow pace and taking their rests, but they were getting in a couple miles at 8,000 feet, and they were going a couple times a week. That's fantastic. Now, the thing I love about salvia, to me, that herb is the, is it, it's making up. It is like, it's exercising a bottle. It's exercising an herb. It's doing it for you. It's that good. You have to take like a, a you know, a scoop out of a bag from Jing Herbs or, or, you know, open up six capsules from Dragon Herbs has a really good salvia in a capsule, 22 bucks retail, 100 caps. You can just swallow them, but if you open them up and drink it with some water or some tea, that's great. And gynostemma tea is probably the best. Just make strong spring dragon or gynostemma tea. You put in a teaspoon, a scoop, or open up six capsules of salvia. Just throw the capsules into the blender and blend it up. And if your stomach's more empty so that herb starts affecting your system, you're going to feel the blood flow and the circulation. And that's that's an aspect of chi. That's moving chi. That's moving blood. That's getting nutrients around. That's giving you a lot of the benefits of exercise. Not all of them because it's not going to do quite the same to your lymphatic system. And the lymph is, that's another topic. That's a big one. You know, there's five major elimination channels. Bernard Jensen used to always say in the books I used to read in the past when I was in my, my learning days, the, 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 uh, the, see the skin, the lungs, urinary bladder, the colon, and then the fifth one is the lymph. And the lymph is a big one. The skin, lymph in the skin, really, because the skin's elimination organ too. But we have about four times the amount of lymph fluid as we have blood. Your heart will pump your blood. So even if you go years with a, a desk job, no exercise, less than great food, accumulating slow, steady amounts of stress, and and slowly lower quality sleep, all those things are contributing to poor cardiovascular health, setting you up. And your doctor's going to tell you. You're just going to know. And oftentimes, the best way to go is just lifestyle changes. Start making yourself get out and exercise and move and breathe. And movement moves the lymph, too, and the circulatory system. So if you have four times the amount of lymph, at least you have a heart. If you're going to be sedentary for years, at least you have a heart. And that heart muscle is going to keep doing the best it can to pump that blood. And based on how toxic your blood is and how thick it is and how sticky and how many platelets or how, you know, when you add in raw foods, you've got more enzymes. So now you're going to have, or if you use enzyme therapy, you're going to start to eat up the, the platelets or you're going to start to lower the stickiness in your blood. You'll get bet, thinner, better circulation. When people start taking medicinal mushrooms, tonic herbs, reishi, they start doing green jet vegetable juices, they start eating more whole foods, more raw salads, more greens, garlic, onions, garlic extract, kaiolic, that's a great cardiovascular tonic. They're going to start thinning their blood. They're going to start building uh, healthier, better blood. But salvia is a super miracle blood vitalizer for circulation, for moving the blood, breaking up any stagnation, any um, blood stasis, um, and cooling the body and reducing inflammation. The only time you wouldn't want to take it is if, you know, you were very deficient and always cold, you know, or someone who's very hot and has a ruddy complexion is ever overly young. Salvia is excellent because it's so cooling to take quite a bit of. But the lymph, you're not going to move the lymph really with, with, with an herb. you gotta, you got to move your body. And that's the nice thing about the rebounder. NASA's endorsed it as the best form of exercise ever invented by man because you can hit one to five G's. That's one to five times 
your body weight and gravity a hundred times a minute. You can burn 700 calories an hour with no stress in the body. You can move virtually every muscle group in its entire range of motion, work out every cell, detox and increase its cell wall strength and integrity and ability to improve nutrition. So lymph, you got to exercise. But the nice thing is if you take salvia first, exercise is going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be easy. You're going to want to do it because your blood is moving and flowing so much easier. It's real hard if you have not exercised for a long time and you know it. And I've been there. You let yourself go. You've been watching a lot of TV. You've been working indoors. You're not really eating great. You're not really motivated. And then finally you realize, I want to get outside. I want to start exercising. I want to start moving. And the first time you go to exercise, it's harder than you thought. You can't go that long. You huff and you puff quick. You get tired. And it's like, whoa, that was intense. In fact, it's dangerous to exercise too hard too soon if you've been out of shape for a long time. So you've got to go slow. You've got to break it in and make it easy. But you can help yourself a lot. Just start taking salvia straight and improve that blood flow, that circulation. It'll be way easier as you break yourself in and start easing your way back into getting into shape. And it'll inspire you to want to stay in shape. But anyone who works on their feet, if you're a waitress or if you're a jinx slinger, I mean, I would take salvia in combination with your other tonic herbs because it's going to improve the circulation of those herbs and the blood flow. You know, Tea Garden used to sell a formula called Chi Flow. It was famous among athletes because it had herbs like salvia in it to increase. They would take it before exercise and improve, increase their Chi to not get stuck in any one area to flow evenly and the blood. And if they had, like let's say they had a knee injury and they knew after so many miles of running, the pain would start coming. If they took a, a blood vitalizing herb, or formula like chi flow before they exercise because the nutrients and the flow and the oxygen and the toxin removal, the lactic acid removal is so much enhanced that they can go longer before they start feeling pain. And that's, that's a great thing. Awesome. You touched on a lot of great points there. And just like you said, salvia roots, something that I had never heard of until yesterday when Ron Teagarden brought it up and he was talking about it and the, the, just the amazing tonic benefits of salvia over the long haul and helping to support cardiovascular health in conjunction with, as you mentioned, an exercise regimen as well as healthy diet. One of the things that you just mentioned was the separating of the platelets in the blood. And it brings to mind the images that we saw at the Longevity Now conference, uh, the blood slides that were taken of people who were grounded uh, after a period of, of a half an hour, 45 minutes. And the before and after pictures of that grounded versus ungrounded blood were very striking in that the ungrounded blood was very sticky. All the red blood cells were kind of clumped together. There wasn't a lot of spacing. And from what you said in some of the research I did, it, it seems to indicate that salvia has the ability to separate those platelets so that you get better spacing in the cells, which would explain the, the chi flow uh, effect of, uh, of salvia. What, what do you think of the um, like the sort of energetic effect that takes place when, when that separation occurs, uh, similar to what happens when we ground? Well, think of blood like water, and think of water that's been in the pipes, in your plumbing, in your system. It's Maybe it was one sewage, and it's gone through seven years, layers of ground, be filtered, and then municipal water, they, they do all the various things they do. But it sits, once it's been purified, it's still sitting in pipes a long time, and it's stagnant, it's not moving. Well, the structure is less coherent. It sort of falls apart. The arrangement of the oxygen-hydrogen atoms that make up H2O, that make up water, and when you drink that water, consequently as you feel it, it's not as efficient in your organism as a natural substance to benefit your health. Now when you drink fresh structured water, if you drink water coming down a rapid stream up in the mountains where the, the movement stretches the hydrogen bond and it creates a very nice organization, hexagonal water, 
that's the water that's in a brand new baby. That water passes the cell membrane quickly. That water hydrates you fast. That gives you intracellular hydration. That benefits the body. That'll actually even thin the blood drinking structured water. Good, good source spring waters that are spinning and moving vortex naturally coming from deep under the ground. They have this structure. They're alive. Okay. The old timers that used to say drink distilled water, like um, Paul Bragg and those guys going way back. They would say, yes, drink distilled water, but the smart ones, when I read more books in the old days, they would say, before you drink distilled water, always pour it 12 times back and forth in a cup and then drink it. So what is that? That's movement. Movement brings life to water because of the friction and the stretch of the hydrogen bonds. That explains it scientifically. It changes the arrangement. It changes the energy. The biophoton units on the BOVA scale is basically the way to measure light energy, how alive the water is. Distilled water is zero on the BOVA scale. It's dead. A gentle moving stream is like 8,000 to 10,000 units. Anything under 10,000 robs the body of chi just to metabolize because it has no energy, no life in it, no movement. It's not been vitalized, you see. Now, high moving water coming from places in nature, like Hunza Valley where people live the longest, men 140, women 90s still having babies according to Jensen in the 60s, not looking a day over 40. They drunk. Dr. Flanagan said, the real thing that he think gave them these people such longevity was the water. The water was so highly energized and vitalized and structured because it's coming off of these Himalayan glaciers. The minerals and the movement and the energy up there was amazing. So we know movement puts life into fluids. Well, your blood is like water and it's sitting in pipes like your cardiovascular system. And if you're sitting on your butt watching TV and sitting in your desk all the time and you're not exercising and you know it, and you get used to that because that becomes your balance point or your homeostasis, your average. In fact, you start huffing and puffing just walking around the house trying to clean up a little bit. And you want to lie down afterwards. You're so out of shape, cardiovascular wise. Well, the blood in your body is stagnant, just like tap water sitting in, sitting in pipes. It's got no life to it. But when you go and exercise, you, go, you finally get fit enough to go for a run and, and, and hike and get breathing and move your arms and legs those quads are pumping through the large muscle groups and your heart's pumping and you're, 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 you're charging your blood. You're vitalizing your blood through the movement, through the activity. And that's improving the charge on the red blood cell. So the red blood cell doesn't coagulate and stuck together and gets get lumpy. Hence the, the Rolet effect, they call it. Where blood cells, if you look at a frame of live blood cell analysis or blood microscopy, the blood cells will, will stick together and they won't be round They'll be like egg-shaped or, 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 or flat kind of. And they'll be, they'll be in several clumps all stuck together. This is blood that has no chi. It's lacking chi. There's no... The, the charge on the outside of the membrane is too weak to repel the adjacent blood cells, so they tend to stick together. And But when you exercise, you increase the chi in the blood, and the charge goes up on the outer red blood cell membrane, so the cell cells get round, and they start to repel each other, and now the blood cells can flow. And they're open and all their cell membrane is available to nutrients and to oxygen uptake. And that's key. So how do we get that? We get that through movement. We structure our blood through movement. We structure our blood and we rebound and we hike and we exercise. Exercise is the best. Hiking somewhere with clean air and a little bit of altitude to enhance the, the exercise a bit, to amplify it. You're, getting, you're, you're moving your arms and legs, right and left, pie to the brain. Your eyes, you're going into alpha state. You're looking and picking your footing with your trail ahead of you and you're... You're synchronizing your pace of your breathing with your stride and your movement of your arms and legs. Walking vigorously and swinging your arms and legs for a good amount of time to, to work up, to start to break a sweat every single day. 
That's how to structure your blood. But the closest thing to a, to a panacea, to, to something doing it for you, is I think like taking a blood vitalizing herb like salvia. But it's been known in Chinese medicine for years to do it. And I think it's just because of sedentary lack of cardiovascular health problems in today's modern world. According to what I've been reading with and with Ron T. Garden's work, it's apparent that the Japanese and the Chinese are, they've realized how beneficial salvia is the last 10 years and how much it's needed in today's world, the average modern people today. So they're starting to use the herb much more straight individually by itself, just like we would a tonic, even though traditionally it's not a tonic because it doesn't nourish the treasure. But it's so good and it, it's something that we need that they're using it straight all the time. And I think before this, it was really only used by traditional Chinese medicine doctors, acupuncturists, an herbologist who had gone to college and learned that there were times it was needed with you know intense blood stagnation internally or with skin heat like boils. And, um, but they knew it was a tonic for the heart though. So if someone had a challenged cardiovascular system or heart, they would use it probably with like herbs like noto ginseng. This is another form of ginseng. It's a great tonic for breaking up blood stagnation um, or also coagulating blood if there's an injury. Um, there's a formula called Yunnan Baiao that was sold a lot when I worked for Ron T. Garden with Chinese herbalists. And uh, I used to love to listen to the herbalists talk about the stories of Yunnan Baiao because they would use it in a powdered form in the Civil War after a, a gun wound because the blood's coming out and they'd have to stop that blood quickly. And they would just put this herb on top and it would it would create blood, it would create a blood clot so quickly that it could save a person's life. They could take it internally too, but it also worked the other way, noto ginseng, or some of these blood vitalizers like salvia, meaning if they had a blood clot inside, they could take this internally. And it's supposed to help break up that blood clot and then improve the blood flow. So unless you've got amazing cardiovascular health, you don't need to waste your time and you know it because you exercise and you're, you know, but today if you're someone who's getting higher blood pressure and you're not exercising as much, and you want something to help encourage you to motivate to exercise and to make it easier on your body, improve that blood flow, I would I would look at salvia. So truth for the people listening who are doing a lot of the other things, say they're doing like the reishi or they're doing chaga, um, they're they're doing different herbs and they're they're doing it either just in capsules with water, but uh, also maybe in a smoothie or a drink or a tea of some sort. What's like a little formula that you would put together with salvia in it that would incorporate the, for example, we carry the Ron T. Gardens Dragon Herb Salvia capsules, opening up a few capsules and putting that in the drink, making sort of like a little mini chi tonic, either a tea or a smoothie that whose primary function is to get the blood moving, get the circulatory system going again and delivering chi. The first thing that comes to mind for me is astragalus, mixing astragalus with um, salvia. Uh, what are your thoughts on how to make a little drink, maybe with a little bit of chocolate or something like that, so people could make a, a drink that tastes good or a tea that tastes really good and, and incorporate salvia into it uh, because maybe they haven't been doing that at all? Yeah, I would. with these herbs, I would definitely go for something thinner and lighter, meaning it could be you could use some cold gynostema tea with a little bit of almond milk and then a tablespoon or so of cacao powder. That's got antioxidants on cardiovascular level as well, polyphenols. So the, And then a little bit of a light sweetener. Now, salvia work great with chocolate, just like reishi works great with chocolate, but salvia tastes bitter. So if you put a teaspoon of salvia in 
some cold gynostoma tea with a little almond milk and some raw cacao powder. And then if it's, you've got gynostoma and salvia as two herbs, I would definitely like open up one or two capsules of rhodiola force 300 by new chapter as a great straight high quality rhodiola. That's an incredible cheat tonic. And the great thing is, you know, gynostoma is a blood oxygenator. Reishi is a blood oxygenator, but rhodiola is the king. And I've, I know for one, I've, I've felt altitude sickness at going up too quickly on a long hike, getting above 10,000 feet after working all week in LA at sea level. And I've taken rhodiola and it's like, it's gone. It's like, you're a different person. You feel like a kid at low altitude. You're just gone. I would definitely put rhodiola in gynostemma, salvia. And then, yeah, great idea. Astragalus, a teaspoon of ginger, straight astragalus powder. Or open up some dragon herbs. Astragalus is really strong. Uh, they're both great. Um, that would be that would be awesome. Gynostemma, salvia, rhodiola. You could put um, ginseng tincture, like 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 the Shenong ginseng from Jing Herbs or ginseng sublime from Dragon Herbs, and you could put a little ant liquid if you really want to go for it. I mean, you can get creative with the tonics, but gynostemma, salvia, rhodiola, astragalus. That's that's like excellent pre-exercise, pre-workout, pre-hike drink to improve your blood flow. Um, you could do it in straight hot gynostemma. You could add a little chocolate or not, or a little dandy blend. You could put in a little bit of oil to cream it and suspend the herbs and the tea so that it doesn't float to the top and sink like mud at the bottom. Use a little bit of stevia or xylitol or just a little bit of honey. Um, I would not make a heavy smoothie really with these kinds of herbs because you really want these blood vitalizers to get into the system right away and start working. Nutrient herbs, nutritious herbs like, like lyceum, one of the most nutritious herbs. I would feel free to throw that into a smoothie, you know, because it's just going to digest slowly with the foods and you're going to just get great nutrients out of it. But herbs that have a function and an action that's more immediate that you want to work at a heightened state, I would I would put it straight in the in the in a thin light liquid. And slightly warm absorbs even better and even faster, but it doesn't have to be. If it's hot in the summer, you want to make it cold, you can soak spring dragon longevity tea bags in spring water with some minerals and in a glass jar. And in and in in 30 minutes you've got good tea if you use a couple bags, maybe three bags and, and almost a almost a quart. And then pull those bags out and you can just put your salvia right in there and some chocolate powder and a little stevia and some astragalus or open some rhodiola indoor and just shake it real good or you can blend it if you want and uh, you could I would probably with a cold tea I would take that recipe I would put it in the blender and I would add like three heaping scoops three or four heaping scoops of tocotrienols because when you take a good dose of tocotrienols in a thin light liquid and you drink it more on empty I feel almost the same thing when I've done high doses of tocotrienols just straight in water you feel the vitamin E actually opening up your capillaries and you feel an increased blood flow and it's, it's awesome it's an incredible antioxidant naturally occurring with coenzyme Q10. That's actually a brilliant recipe. Tocotrienols in cold spring dragon longevity tea. Gynostemma as an anti-inflammatory adaptogen, tonic, blood oxygenator. Then put the rhodiola in and the astragalus and the salvia. And then you could add, if you want to make it tasty, you could, you could put chocolate powder and some stevia. And the tocos will cream with the cacao powder. Stevia will sweeten it slightly without adding sugar. Or if you want to use xylitol, if you don't like stevia, or even just a small amount of honey. A teaspoon's only four grams of sugar. That's not going to harm you. A teaspoon and a half, six grams of sugar. It's not going to harm you. But it's not that sweet if you've got salvia and cacao together because they're both bitter. 
So you could come back with a little stevia. You can use stevia, xylitol, and honey. You want to get real creative and not let the sugar get too high. You may get away with less sweetener by just by the tocos because they're sweet. If you use enough tocotrinols, you could probably have no sweetener at all for someone that likes their herb, to taste their herbs a little bit, and it'll taste great. Just a good dose of tocos, little cacao, and salvia, cold ganistema, teaspoon of astragalus, and one rhodiola capsule opened up. Okay, awesome. This has been Truth Calkins giving us a, a, an insight into salvia, which is a little-known herb that Ron Teagarden has talked about. And this is something that we are going to be talking about further. Some of the herbs that really have a place in our health strategies, but might not get the attention that they deserve. And so what we're going to do is navigate through some of these herbs over the next couple of months and and, and fine tune our strategies when we particularly need uh, an effect in this case, you know, cardiovascular health, thinning the blood and getting the chi flowing. So this has been great. Thank you so much, Truth Calkins, for joining us and sharing your insights with us. This program was brought to you by thebestdayever.com. Thanks for listening.